Hey guys, welcome to the Matt Byrne Podcast. Started off like that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Don't interrupt me. <laughs> That's what I do every episode. You have. Yeah, noticed? we know. It's part of the like. I always I stopped interrupt you interrupting you during the conversations and just started interrupting the intros only. Yeah. So I just get it out of my cool. system all the so beginning. So can I at least tell them which episode it is? Yes. Welcome to episode eight of the Matt Byrne Podcast with your host Joshua Hinger and sometimes maybe co-host. Kenis Cornelius. What's up, everyone? Everyone, We're here in my backyard. The new backyard the, of the worm nest. That's yeah. it. That's the name. It's official, the worm nest. What do, what do groups of worms live in? Ooh, that's a really good question. Like, what, do they live, like, together, or are they, all, are they solitary beings? Yeah, so, like, um, what's a really funny word for a group of animals? A murder of crows. Yes. A gaggle of geese. Yes. You're good at this. Oh, a waggle of worms. A waggle. It's a waggle of worms. That makes the most sense. A waggle of worms. And so here we are at the worm nest. Keenan Cornelius. Just like fidgeting with this thing that you brought. Keenan's new house. Got a koi pond behind us. If you guys can see that koi pond and uh, with some tadpoles in there. Yeah. I'm just trying to get comfortable because yeah. this Kenan thing is act- so short. Keenan actually forgot his key to his own house and he was late. By That's the, way. the real reason we're out here. It's not because it's a nice background. It's because I forgot the key. He forgot the key and so we had to rip the screen off the back window. Don't tell people how to break into my house, dude. What if that, that's a security flaw I have to fix. It won't It won't exist for much longer. Also, can I tell them what street you live on? No, don't give any of my personal details away. But I am getting these things. They're called Rolodens. It's a German invention. Have you heard of them? No. So what they do is they install like a roller, like almost like you would see in the malls that like a chain thing that goes down, except it's like a shutter. So oh, you the way the way stores in the mall lock up at night. Yeah, exactly. Okay. But theirs is like a chain almost. But this is a shutter that it like fits into itself very smoothly. So there's very little there's like light doesn't get through. It like protects you from weather, like high storms and you can install them so you press a button and they just shut on all the openings of the house so the glass doors the windows and it'll like encase you oh it's like it's like in the movies when the house has to go to a lockdown exactly it's like a lockdown effect and it it sounds intense but everyone in germany has them it's just like in all the houses so when the zombie apocalypse happens this is the place to be it's more just like to make you feel secure like say you're someone's home alone or so so when you're home alone and you're scared. Yeah, you just shut it at night. Like you just press lo- it. The lockdown button. I'm sure you can like control it from your phone at this point. You just lock it down when you go to sleep, you know? Sweet. I also have solar, so I'm like preparing for the apocalypse. Guys. Is there a saw in the background? There is a chain. Not a chainsaw. It's a buzz saw. It's like a table saw. Table saw in the background. So please excuse the. Yeah, we're outdoors. So even though we fixed the audio overall, we can't account for the neighbors. Yes, and we cannot account for Keenan interrupting every sentence. Or getting locked out of the house, so this is where we're at. So, let's go ahead and thank our wonderful sponsors who make this podcast possible. First of all, the Mariana's Open, which is going down on August 31st at the Phoenix Center in Guam. Check it out. They have a cash prize division. Uh, I believe they're, so far, they're still working with $10,000, but there's... Sponsors who are joining the mission and the prize money number is going up slowly, but we cannot tell you what it is. We can only say it's ten thousand. <coughs> it's over ten thousand, or is it ten thousand? Currently ten thousand for the um, super fight divisions. A lot of gnats flying around out here. 
anyways, check out the Marianas Open. Um, super good tournament, and we have to we have to give a shout out to Guam because Guam supports jujitsu right. worldwide, even though they're a little tiny island in the middle of the Pacific. Yep. So make sure you watch the pay per view events. Make sure you sign up to their tournaments when they're stateside. It's not pay per view. It's flow. Same thing. No, it's not pay per view. It's a whole separate. I mean, company. if you if you sign up for one month just Paper, to watch the pay per view is a company. Wait, what? It is. Well, they belong to a company for sure. Pay per view. Pay per view. Yeah, it's a brand name. No, it's yes, a it, style of sell. It's like a it's sales. Bo- thing. It's both. It's not a brand name. Yes, it is. You're stupid. You're <laughs> stupid, dude. Okay, you so, don't know what pay-per-view sh- is. Quiet. I'll tell everyone where you live. You probably think it's like pay-per-view, like you view it on paper. <laughs> That's not what it is. You pay per view. You pay every time you want to I'm view sure it. there's someone out there who <laughs> actually thought of it. Yeah, that. it's you. That's why you <laughs> laughed at it because you realized like, oh, shit, I'm an idiot. Wow, you're being aggressive today. Dude, you came out. You called me stupid, <laughs> so I'm going to roast your ass. Okay, Anyways, our second sponsor, the World Series of Jiu-Jitsu. They have an event. They have a lot of events coming up. So they have something coming down up on a down or up in San Diego on August 17th. And this uh, tournament has cash prizes for all divisions um, except for the youth divisions. And I believe they're working with scholarships for the youngsters. So this is happening, again, I said August 17th in San Diego. And then August 18th, they have a gi division. It's sub-only, EBI overtime rules, $135 to enter, but every every division has a cash prize. So check them out. They also have an event coming. Is that out. one San Diego-based? That's San Diego. Cool. New York is happening August, October 19th, October 20th. Guys, if you don't compete, these kind of tournaments are the perfect place to get your feet wet. Dip your toes into the competition pool. They're really well run simple it's not no pressure like the ibjf crazy rule format you can go get some rounds in try and think of it like it's just another training session or an open mat it's just very a very very organized open mat yeah where you're paired with your partners ahead of time and they have an event coming up in oregon newport oregon on november 2nd and 3rd they got something going down in san antonio october 26th 27th did you order your mic online or did you pick it up somewhere I ordered it on Amazon. I think I need to do that too. Yeah, that's a good one. I like, a, I like it a lot. Mine's like a little too dynamic, I think. A little too dynamic. Yeah, I'll pick up my own mic, I guess. So, guys, check out the World Series of Grappling, and you can follow them on Instagram. Worlds, oh, I'm sorry, World Series of Jiu-Jitsu, not World Series of Grappling. That was a whole separate event. Totally dropped the ball on that. World Series of Jiu-Jitsu on Instagram. And last but not least... Our good friend, Sam, the tax guy. Sam, the tax guy, runs a service called Line Tax Service. And he's willing to give a 50% discount to all MapBurn listeners. So if you guys want to hit up Sam, the tax guy, he can give you 50% off on your first uh, tax service or maybe just financial consulting. He works with professional athletes. He works with physicians. He works with business owners. He works with standard corporate employees. He works with everybody, guys. He's a good guy. Based out of the Midwest, Kansas City. Don't be fooled by any basic accountant. Let an experienced, licensed tax CPA help you with all your income tax needs. So check him out, www.linetax.net, or give him a call, 913 
5-3-4-3-0-0. Ask for Sam. And like I said, 50% off all initial service if you're a MapBird listener, which you are because you're listening to this right now. All right, I, I have a special uh, sponsor, too, that I would like to introduce. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, this is a... Um, I didn't know about this. Yeah, this is. A, I told you about it, but you didn't respond. You're wheeling and dealing on the side. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing some side sponsorship deals. These are the. I specialize in membership sites, sponsorships, and because I own a membership site. So, oh, do you? Yeah, I do. It's keenonline.com. Oh. That's not the sponsor, though. That's not the Grapplers <laughs> Guide. It's not. Nope, that's not it either. Okay. So, Josh, you you're a stiff guy. Uh, you're a little inflexible, I would say. Right. Uh, oh, is that what you're talking about? Okay. Well. Got, you have got you, awkward there for a second. <laughs> I wasn't quite sure what you were referring oh, I to. I see. I see. You're trying to pull I, a euphemism. I, I'm not. I was, I you. I was a euphemism. You were pulling a euphemism. Buddy. No, dude. I'm saying you're an inflexible human. I was just using slang. So you, you, in particular, do not do this. But I recommend. I think that I'm you more do. flexible than the average human. Yeah, because jujitsu is kind of like combative yoga. Right. Right. So one of the things that I've noticed is I've developed hyper flexibility in certain parts of my body. You were born with hyper flexibility. It was it was built into me while training as a youth because I'd roll with really big dudes and I was forced into all of these uncomfortable positions like almost like human origami. Okay, like full, you know, that people say that like I was being folded inside my clothes. My gi. So I developed very specific flexibility in my hips and my upper back and my neck even in some cases. But in a lot of other areas, I'm not very flexible, such as my hamstrings, my lower back, um, my shoulders. Bro, I can, my, I've seen you pin your knees behind your ears. How are you not flexible in your hamstrings? So actually, I can't even touch my toes, dude. Oh. If, yeah. Should I turn so I can look at you? I mean, I, if you can, I don't necessarily want to look at you. I feel like it just feels wrong sometimes. There we go. Wow. <laughs> all this background noise. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's all good. So here's what I wanted to tell you. Tell me. <laughs> After I finish adjusting everything. All right, I'm comfortable again. So whenever I have an injury, most of the time when you have an injury in your back, you have a stiff back, a tight neck, it's due to muscle. Muscles, right? It's like muscle tightness more than like a a bone injury or like a ligamental injury, right? You know what you can feel those. It's a difference. Yes. So when you go to train in the morning, you feel super tight after a week of hard training and you go in next week and you just feel like stiff. What okay. do you, what do you do? Nothing, right? You just tough it out. You get a massage. Are you talking about me specifically? Yeah. I'm just like get, trying to get your input on this. I go get a massage. Yeah. Usually you go get a massage. So what if I told you, you didn't have to pay, 80 to 90 bucks, 80 to 120 for a two hour massage to deal with these problems. What if you could massage yourself <laughs> in a certain way with a, a movement oh exercise? A movement exercise that you can do that is proven. Well, I don't know if it's proven actually, but I find it to be very effective. Massaging yourself? It's sort of like, like just like I said, jujitsu is kind of like, like origami. This is kind of like massage you for yourself. Just, just drop it already, man. So I'm going to tell you what it is now. <laughs> so. kill, the anticipation is killing me. So I'm trying to I'm trying to set up um, like a situation so you can understand how this benefits your jujitsu. Okay. So there's a website. It's called yogaforbjj.com. And it's run by a good friend of mine who is a high-level judoka and black belt and also a master yogi. And 
he recovered from a very serious back injury after the discovery of yoga. And because of his extensive training in judo and jiu-jitsu, he was able to draw a lot of parallels between the two sports and develop a system of yoga that is specifically designed and built around jiu-jitsu people. So yoga for jiu-jitsu people. And it's called yoga for BJJ.com. And on his website, they have all sorts of <clears throat> cool programs for people like us who are, there's even a section in there called yoga for rocks, which I think for you people, would find <laughs> for people who are stiff. Yeah. So people who are really stiff and have no flexibility. Now, if you've ever done a yoga class, I have, it's incredibly difficult, super difficult. And if you go to a yoga class, there's varying levels, right? But it's not very friendly to beginners. A lot of the time you have to go to like a very, very beginner, beginner yoga class. If you just roll up to any yoga class and just jump in, you're going to be way behind. That's what I did the first time. Yeah. It (laughs) It was horrible. (laughs) It's very difficult. So you need something like this so you can get into yoga on your own first and set up like a foundation, a fundamental basis for you to work off of so that eventually you can start incorporating it if you do want to go to classes. But what's really nice and what I like about yoga for BJJ is it allows me to focus on specific areas of my body that I have problems with. So if I have neck problems or a back problem like me, I'm always having neck problems because of this guy. You literally are the reason I have a degenerative neck. Do you want me to say I'm sorry? Yes. Sorry, not sorry. Okay, so there's even a program that's just for your neck, so yoga for your neck. And there's a series of recovery videos, and they run you through different stretches and poses you can do to strengthen those muscles and elongate them because that's really what the problem is. A lot of these muscular injuries, it's just tight muscles that are cinched up and just unable to release. And sure, you can try and get a really specific massage, but just like a yoga class, it's kind of spread out over your whole body when it's just one thing you need. So instead of committing to something like that, I like yoga for BJJ because they have an app and I can just go on it and see what the stretches are that I should do when I'm feeling super tight in the morning. And when I just, when you're feeling feel- stiff. Yeah. When I'm feeling stiff in, in the, the morning. morning. Yeah, dude. What are we, what is this dude? Are we, in, uh, you did are we in eighth grade? Your fault. I'm just using words. This is the vo- English vocabulary, bro. That's how you describe stiff muscles and stiff necks. So grow okay. up, Josh. <laughs> Now that we've gotten past the that humor that Josh can't get past, apparently. <laughs> the middle, middle school humor. <laughs> now we've gotten past the middle school humor. Yeah, it's okay. an incredibly valuable resource, yeah. and it functions, if you're a member of Keenan Online, it functions under a very similar instructional program. The website will look familiar because these are actually, these websites are kind of sister websites. There's portals. Yeah, it's like, it, it shows like the different programs, and it gives you, a, it's just very detailed and very easy to find stuff, and you'll see it's... um. Very intuitive. Anyways, um, Matt Byrne podcast listeners get 30% off. Oh, that's solid. Or is it 10% off? It's well, either 30 or 10% off. A, there's a big difference there. Yeah, I see the email's <laughs> there, but I can't I can't read it from I here. But I can't see it either. The code, the, the, the promo code, if you go and sign up for yoga for BJJ.com with the promo code Matt Byrne with a capital M, it is case sensitive. Matt Byrne with a capital M, almost like a password. One word. Matt Burn, no space, capital M. You can get access to this for a reduced rate, and I think you will really enjoy it. And it also supports the podcast. So everyone that signs up under the Matt Burn podcast, it comes and back to us and helps me and Josh out. So yeah, yeah, support the podcast, friends. So yeah, if you're looking for a way to support the podcast and also get something valuable for your money and your time, Yoga for BJJ is a great place to start. So fun fact: when I first did my first <laughs> first did yoga. Yeah. I signed up for a 30-day challenge to do yoga every single day for 30 days. How many days did you make it? I made it the whole 30 days. Really? Yeah. Wow. And and I doubled down and I became vegan for that entire 30 days also. Wow. 
Wow. That was definitely what was that like? Definitely more challenging. The veganism? Yes. So can I tell you something gross? It's not like very gross, but um, okay. when, when I made the conversion to veganism, I definitely noticed that I had to go to the bathroom at least seven times a day. It was super weird. Yeah, I don't know if it was just all the fiber okay. that I was putting in my system or like if, I, if my body was purging out all the garbage, like yeah. all, all the burgers and bread and... right. I don't. I mean, I guess not bread, but like there was just a. I don't know, man. It was really no, weird. Bre- bread is supposed to be very hard for your body to to digest, right? But it was it was it was like for the entire first week or two weeks that like I would literally go to the bathroom, and my roommates at the time did it with me, and they had the same effect. They had to all go to the bathroom like really? seven times a day, and I just didn't know. I so what what did your diet consist of? Because when I when I went on a vegan diet just to see how my body felt it wasn't for any like personal reasons i just wanted to see how it made me feel like performance wise um i kind of cheated a lot and went to a bunch of vegan restaurants and if you go to vegan restaurants the funny thing about vegans is they really like to take advantage of the fact that they can eat fried food yeah and they just fry everything and it like defeats the whole purpose of the veganism because you go and it's just like fried tofu to be like chicken tenders and you're like wait this is vegan but like this is not healthy for me did did you know oreos are accidentally vegan that's yeah that's hilarious so you could deep fry an oreo and you're you're still yeah you can still definitely be unhealthy as a vegan but like if you really if you truly go (laughs) vegan and you're like prioritizing raw foods i know you can feel really good uh, I felt very good when I was being, I was more pescatarian. I don't think I did it long enough that, that my body can adapt to become more efficient with the the plant foods, but I would train really well for about an hour, and after an hour, I would have a really bad sugar crash, and I, would get, I would get super shaky, and I would like need food now. Like I had to keep snacks on me all the time. See, I, I had the opposite effect. I was I felt like my energy levels were more consistent throughout the day, and I wasn't getting those sugar crashes. No, it wasn't about the energy level throughout the day. It was training. Oh, like, so like towards the end of a train. Yeah, oh, and okay. in e- at the evening, like if I maybe I had my vegan lunch and then I went to training at 5 p.m. or 6 p.m. and then I trained for an hour, like I could train to a certain point, then I hit a wall, and then I just had to stop. I had to stop and go eat something. But I think I just wasn't eating enough because I wasn't, a, I wasn't accustomed to all the fiber, and the fiber makes you feel really full. So maybe I wasn't consuming as much as I should have in terms of caloric intake. Um, that's how I felt about it anyways. So I did it for a month. Um, and then I was super happy when I didn't have to do that anymore. Hold on. There's a saw going on. In the yeah. Background. A buzz saw in the background. Yeah. I felt really good when I did it, but I stopped because I was losing too much weight. I think that's one of the main. Uh, benefits yeah. Yeah. Is if you're, if you're trying to burn fat, you burn a lot of fat on that because yeah. that maybe because you're just not getting enough calories. No, I definitely Difficult lost to keep up with calories. I definitely those. lost some muscle mass too. Yeah, I was trying. My whole goal was to like see if I could maintain my strength while I did it, and I just started losing weight fast. I got down to I got really light. I got down to like one eighty five before Victor, I was like, "This is not good for." Victor Silverio made the switch too. Remember? And I'm not sure if he still is, but I know for a while he was. Yeah. But he was super super jacked, like super buff looking, and then he switched over to vegan and he dropped like two weight classes. Like he went down to lightweight super <clears throat> super yeah. quick. Oh yeah, you can definitely lose a lot of weight. He's still very strong. I trained with him on Monday and Tuesday. I, I went up to Homolos again. I had a great experience up there. We were training no gi. I stayed with my buddy Zane. He's a really tough brown belt out of that that team. And I drove up in the Tesla, and I just it drove me there, dude. <laughs> it was awesome. The Tesla. Yeah, and then I uh, I trained for two days, and then I came back and I trained with all the Autos guys. 
yesterday. Yeah, I heard Except about you. that. Except me. Well, I have this raging eye infection right now. So if you guys yeah. are watching on the video, you can see I'm rocking some aviators. That's to hide my horrific looking red eye. That's a, it was brought back from, from Amazon. Br- from the Amazon, yeah. So <laughs> Amazonian okay. eye infection. So here's, here's a, a thing, right? When is it acceptable to have some kind of uh, sickness or infection? It's probably never acceptable, but I feel that a lot of people think it's okay to train while they have some disgusting shit in their body or on their face or in their system. Oh yeah, it's very easy to be selfish if you think you're you're like hiding it or right. You oh like no one's gonna notice or I'm sure it's not contagious or it's a small chance. If you have anything on your body and you're you're not sure what it is, don't train. Don't man. train, man. So I don't I, do it. I full on like shame people. Like yeah. So if I, I see like weird stuff on someone's skin. I'm like, what is that, dude? What are you doing on the mat right now? And I yeah, I think I was gonna say you've always been really good about that. Like. If oh, yeah. anytime that you've had staph, MRSA, herpes, or gonorrhea, you didn't come to training, and I, I want to just thank you for that. Thank you for not spreading your mat herpes to the rest of us. First of all, mat herpes is a real thing, and I do not have it, but there are a lot of people in the jiu-jitsu community that do. What is a mat herpes? It's a special type. It's a special strain of herpes. It's called herpes gladiatorum, and it can form anywhere that you have, like, glandular nerves or something. So it can get anywhere on your face or your neck or in your, like, armpit. And it's it was uh it's very common in wrestling. It's actually a thing. Yeah, you're not, you're not it, even joking. No, this is real. People at autos have this. <laughs> Matt herpes. Yes, it is okay. a real thing, and it's it, if someone trains with it, it is highly contagious, and it can get in on your skin. It doesn't even have to be an open wound. So if anyone has something on their face, like it's swollen or it looks like some sort of a lesion around the eyes or even the mouth or like even on their chin or their neck, um, it looks like a sore, and it flares up just like any herpes, whether it's like basic cold sore so it's a, but it's or, a virus yeah it's a virus and it's very contagious and um wow you you really have to be careful because some people don't know what it is they think that they just have like a they got hit in the eye and their eye just right. swells up because after a while that your body builds antibodies so every time you get a flare-up it'll be less severe yeah yeah but still contagious right so it may not be an open lesion it might just look like a swollen red area and so that's why it's so important to be careful and like look at people's skin when you're training with them and that was one of the huge, a huge thing that I didn't lo- not like about the competition vibe of some places because some people will just like sacrifice other people's safety so they can keep training. Yeah. And being selfish, being incredibly selfish and like trying to hide it with like growing out facial hair or doing something like that. And I think that's just really irresponsible and stupid to so, just put yourself before your training partner. So you, if you have something on your skin like that and it, it recurs during times of stress mostly, so you see it a lot around like before pre-competitions, people start getting flare-ups on their yeah. skin and you're like, what is that? Like stay away, tell them to get off the mat. So I will actually like, when I was training at the, at your academy, your gym that you train at. <laughs> it's not my academy. And any gym that I've ever trained at, if I ever see someone on the mats, I will actually go into the group chat or whatever the communication form is and I will publicly out them and yeah. say guys just so you know this guy had something on his skin today not sure what it was i think you should just be careful just in case it's contagious and hey hey everybody little bobby he's got some just like tactfully well it's not tactful but it's like (laughs) like trying as respectfully as possible let them know that what they're doing isn't cool and everyone should know that so that they are feel they feel some sort of humiliation to not do that yeah because how else are you going to tell like you can tell them nicely sure but it's like they already know okay that's true don't do it so here's another situation for you so i go hard on that but check it out. I was at a seminar this weekend in Ohio, and 
another seminar in Indiana. And at both seminars, I saw someone that had a big fat ringworm on their body mm-hmm. and they did not try to hide it. So, and, so here's the thing. I was ringworm? Like, I just couldn't believe it. I was like, what do you, do? why would you have it out there in the open like that? Not even trying to hide it. Right. There's, well, but there's so many worse skin infections than ringworm. No, Ring, ringworm is literally the least. Yeah, I agree. Da- like dangerous. Like if you get ringworm, it's yes, it's contagious and it's, it can spread, but it's also incredibly easy to manage and yeah. cure very quickly with the proper tr- ointments and stuff. No, staph is much more dangerous. Staph, impetigo, and herpes gladiatorum are the ones you really want to watch out for. And those are the dangerous ones that can really mess you up. Bacterial and viral. Bacterial and viral, Ring- yeah. Ringworm is a fungus, in case you guys were wondering. Yeah, ringworm is just a fungus, dude. He's pr- like, honestly, if ringworm, if ringworm were a person, he'd probably be a pretty fun guy. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> he'd always be scratching himself though <laughs> yeah he'd, he'd be scratching himself but he'd like <laughs> he'd be like linus from the the peanuts isn't he the dirty one that had that cloud of dust that followed yeah. him around everywhere was that linus or did he, or did he have the blanket I think it was linus or he had yeah. or linus had the blanket he did have the blanket but he was also the dirty one maybe i don't know anyways you was, guys know what i'm talking about but yeah so if, if someone has so i'm gonna make a confession during times of extreme training like i'm training for something super important if i have a small ringworm i will cover it in like a new skin and then tape it so that i can continue training i would that's but you, you shouldn't do that motherfucker i've done that probably twice you sneaky you just talked a bunch of shit and so now here, you're but, confessing but here's the other thing here's the other thing so i i sacrifice i selfish sacrifice, no i listen i haven't finished i sacrifice something to be able to do that to the point that I feel like people would feel safe if they knew. So here's what I do, and this is what you how you shouldn't treat ring, ringworm. I take a Q-tip, and I dip it in bleach. Oh, this is old And school. then I bleach the ringworm, and I apply it twice a day for two days. Always kills it. The problem yeah. is it can really burn your skin. This is restless, so, restless stuff. So this is something I'm willing to sacrifice my skin to get rid of it as quickly as possible so I don't endanger anyone. So I bleach it, right? Like is, the first time I feel anything or see anything, I start bleaching it. That should instantly start killing it. And then I cover it in new skin, and then I would tape it. And then it, this is only if it's very small, like, and I'm not even sure if it's ringworm yet. Obviously, we have a big, massive ringworm, which can form, like, the side. Like, I've, it seen, go like I've this. seen huge ones. Yeah, it can be massive. Yeah. In those situations, like, definitely. I saw one stop. the size of a baseball. But it was uh, horrible. Yeah, definitely tell your, tell your friends, like, beforehand if you're going to train with them. Okay, but, I have a horrible story for you now. Okay. from And you guys cannot judge me too harshly. Not that I did anything wrong, but... This was back in wrestling, back in high school wrestling. So I'm 17 years old. I'm an idiot. Okay. All 17 year old males are idiots. Yeah. They don't know shit about shit and they're dirty. Yeah. And they're awkward. So um, in high school wrestling, I got a ringworm right on my forearm and I wanted to get rid of it as soon as possible because the CIF was coming up or something, the championships. And I took a little piece of cloth. I put that cloth in bleach. I put the bleach cloth on the ringworm and I taped it to my arm and I slept like that the entire night. I burned a fucking hole into my forearm. Yeah. Like there was a divot in my arm. It it was like a throbbing, achy feeling all night long. And the next morning I took it off and I literally had just burned a hole into my arm. But I bet you didn't have ringworm anymore. Okay. Well, fun fact. Uh, That ringworm died. Uh But within the next 24 hours, I had like 10 more on the same arm. So that, what that tells me is you probably had ringworm before you noticed, slept in your bed, got your ringworm all over your sheets, didn't change your sheets, 
put the band, put the tape on probably and then just spread it anyways which I, is a thing so if you have a ringworm and you have a significant other you need to change your sheets immediately yeah wash everything wash everything then do your treatment with tenactin or like an actual ringworm La- ointment lamisil lamisil and put it all over constantly all day long never have it not on right after the shower constantly um do not put bleach on yourself yeah <laughs> don't don't put a bleach cloth on your ring and the reason the reason for that is there. some people have much worse reactions to it than others. So you with bleach clearly probably not a candidate. When I've poured bleach on myself, no, it there's a burn. difference between using a Q-tip and swabbing it versus taping some shit to your True, arm yeah. and eight hours of it just it ate a hole into my arm for eight hours. Yeah, I would just like dab it on and then like rub it in until it kind of burned. So I made sure it was like I'd like scrub off this fungus. Yeah, I, if I have one, I scrub it super hard with really hot water and soap in the shower, and I basically just take off the top layer. And then when I get out, I put on the cream, and then within yeah. like a couple of days, it's it's pretty. So much. That, that's what the ugly side of jujitsu, guys. Like you're gonna get a skin infection. Um, make sure you shower right after class. Don't yes. wait to go home to shower. Hot shower. You got to shower at the gym. If your gym doesn't have a shower, you need to bring like the wipes, like wipes, like. And not antibiotic wipes, but you need sanitizing wipes. You don't want to use antibiotic wipes in a gym because it can breed stronger bacteria. That's how super staff gets and super created. staff is formed, and then it's, that can live in a gym. And once you once you have MRSA in the mats, it's actually impossible to get out. And some gyms have to be completely evacuated and start over. So. You know, MRSA is not even the real super staff. It's <clears throat> called it's one level above MRSA. It's G- called Giga staff. It's yeah. called Versa. Whoa, <laughs> yeah, and so. MRSA is methicillin resistant, I think. That's what okay. the, that's what the MR stands for. And then the the medicine they used to treat that starts with a V, but then uh, it's evolved even farther and now it's resistant to that other medicine that starts with a V. I don't know what it's called, like versicillin or something like that. But it's now resistant to that strain um of antibiotics. So if you have Versa, you pretty much need to go to the ER immediately and they need to stick uh, like a pick into your heart and inject the next level of antibiotics into your heart so that it spreads to your body immediately so you don't die. Wow. Yeah, it's scary stuff, man. And so it's important to make sure that you're taking care of your body and cleaning yourself properly. So last bit of advice, if you have a ringworm outbreak like I did, I had 10 of them on my arm. I went to the doctor and they gave me a pill. It's a yeast infection pill. That's an antifungal, and it kills everything within 24 hours. But it's really hard on your liver, kidneys. Uh, so be yeah. careful. Don't 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 just default and go take the pill. I forgot what it's called. The problem with like Lamisil or Tenactin is it's supposed to take two weeks to actually kill yeah. it. It's very very it takes a long time. It takes a long time. That's why I, I was just be, would be crazy and put bleach on it. But I haven't had it in a long time. I just I have a really good shower system where I shower with very hot water with um, soap that's like. Usually it's like natural antiseptic stuff, like tea tree oil type stuff. But you don't want to use antibacterial. That's the most important thing. Don't use antibacterial soap. That's why we are where we are in this world. So Selsun Blue, which is like an anti-dandruff shampoo, actually is an antiseptic. Antibacterial. It's not antibacterial. Oh, it's antiseptic. Antiseptic is different. Antiseptic just kills organisms. Antibacterial is kind of like almost a... um, Come on, come on. Don't drop the ball now. I heard the buzz saw in the background. Don't, don't blame it on the Antibiotic. Buzz saw. It's kind of like antibi- <laughs> it functions under the same principles as antibiotics. So Bro, you're folding under the pressure of the Bacteria becomes <laughs> resistant to it, and you don't want to breed that in your gym. You know, it's, it's, it's funny that we brought this up accidentally, but 
I really actually feel like it's a very important topic. Oh, yeah. I think we just educated a lot of people, especially a lot of like white and blue belts who maybe don't know what like the pitfalls that exist. Right. So another word of advice, my friends, don't walk off the mats barefoot, especially if you're if you're like in a grimy MMA gym. Not that all MMA gyms are grimy. They're not all grimy, but grimy MMA gyms exist and grimy jujitsu gyms exist. So maybe just like take a verbal assessment yeah. of your academy, take a look around. That's where ringworm, that's how ringworm gets in gyms. It's it, You find ringworm in like dirt. Right. It's like a, it grows around like feces, like right. dog feces. Animal poop. Yeah. yeah. So then you track it into the gym and that's how it gets onto the mats. Right. So it's on the bottom of your shoe. Yep. Right. So if people, wherever people are walking around shoes, that's where ringworm exists in staff. And so always, that's why I always wear flip-flops to the gym. Something don't like shoes with socks is a mistake because then you have to like put them on and you're sweaty. You don't want to like get your shoes all dirty. Yeah. Always wear flip flops. Well, there's a reason why feet generally stink after a long day of wearing shoes and socks because it's a dark, moist, comfortable area for bacteria to grow. And right. That's where bacteria. That's all athletes foot really is. is just a type of fungus tinnitus. Yeah. I think is what it is. So guys don't walk around barefoot off the mats, man. Put on some flip flops. Yeah, there's also, if you're really paranoid about it, they started, they created a product for wrestlers because herpes and impetigo were such an issue in wrestling communities because it's just like you said, young dudes who I just had, like don't know. There's like a foam spray that you can yep. layer your body, all cover your entire body with, and okay. it's kind of like a like a biofilm. It's a shield. It's like protects your body. Yeah, it's and a it'll shield. It'll stay on like through sweat and stuff. It's almost like sunscreen for a ringworm. Yeah, <laughs> and I remember it smelled like cherries. Yeah, it smells good, and it's like a foamy thing, and you just yeah. put it all over your body. And it made me sweat a lot. It would like open up my pores a bit, and I felt like I sweat like twice as much when I would take that stuff, and it was really good for cutting weight. So I, I've trained with people before who I've suspected they might have herpes gladiatorum on their face and were trying to hide it, but I didn't I didn't feel comfortable calling them out about it. So throughout my career, I've run into this situation a few times, and I I would be so freaked out by it that after I would roll with them reluctantly, I would go to the, the, hand, sanitizer. the hand sanitizer and put it directly on my face, and I would just douse my face in between rounds and just, like, anywhere that I could, like, possibly have been sweated on, I would just douse, and it would just go back to the mat just burning. But it was, like, that good cleansing burn. Yeah. Like, I just used fire to, like, purify my soul. <laughs> <laughs> Which I also wouldn't recommend doing because you can probably go blind. But I, I do these crazy things. Okay, so when you're in the I'm shower, stupid. do you use... Your hand, a washcloth, um, or a loofah, or, or a scrubbing brush? So, um, D, none of the above. I use a, it's a Korean bath sheet. So, it's basically like a synthetic loofah, but it's a towel. Loofah towel. It's a loofah towel. And so, you can fold Lo- it to create a, create a loofah cl- scrunchie. Yeah. Or you can extend it like a towel to get your back and get like that's important your nooks and crannies. Yeah. So one time I got a ringworm right in the dead center of my back. Right. And so if you're using a, a handheld thing, you can't reach that spot. It, but with the back, the the Korean yeah. bath towel. And I had no idea that I had it. It was about the size of a quarter, which means it kind of it probably you know that's a pretty good size, I think. Yeah. And uh, it was Andres who spotted that. Mm. It was like four. It was at the old academy like four or five years ago. And he he gave me a pass. He goes, "It's all right." He's he's like, "I'm not even mad at you, bro, because." It's in that one spot on your back where you can't reach. Yeah. So you can pick you can pick up those towels at any Asian supermarket and they're super useful. And they come because Korean bathhouses, it's like a tradition that they scrub. They they'll give you like body scrubs and they use this rough synthetic nylon to like really scrub 
You know what? Now that I know, I know what you're talking about. Is it like three feet long? Yeah, it's like yeah. a. It's I like know, a thin, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, it's like a synthetic nylon towel. Yeah, that's a scrubby. If you, you you could actually damage your skin if you scrub too hard with it. Yeah, some of them are more abrasive than others. Right. I have sort of like a mid level, like 500 grit. Yeah, <laughs> abrasion. <laughs> That's not really a thing, is it? No. <laughs> That's um, sandpaper. So this is the advantage of training in the gi, though, right? The gi at least helps shield, yeah, you, it shield your body against That's true. I definitely, I definitely get a lot less ringworm or I don't think I ever get staph it. in the gi. I never get it yeah. in gi season. I only get it in no gi season. Yeah, because it's not your own sweat that's causing it. It's direct contact to someone else who has it. So if it's not contacting your skin through your gi, you're pretty much fine. Which is why spats are good for nogi. Spats and long sleeve rash guards right. can help protect you a lot. Yeah. Um, Which makes ADCC training super sketchy because everyone likes to train with their shirts off. And it's like, man, you're exposing your entire upper body. But at least you can see. Like, if there's nothing visible that's on true. their skin, you're probably not, you're probably fine. That's true. If you, yeah, that's a good point. In a lot of ways, that's better because if they have it under their skin, yeah. the sweat can still carry the like pieces of the infectious material through their rash guards onto you, and then it would have to penetrate your rash guard into your flesh. What's the most horrible infection you've ever had? I haven't had any bad ones. I've had some bad staff before, but I always catch it early whenever. Hello. Our, our, uh, my significant. Your better half. Yeah, is here. My significant other just walked in. Um, so, yeah, I've had some bad staff. Uh, one of the main signs is when it feels hot to the touch. So if you have a red spot on your body, it can just be sort of like a patch on your body, like a, like it'll grow maybe about that size, like three inches, and you'll feel the heat, and it's red. And if you touch it, it'll feel warm and kind of hard to the touch. That's a very that's usually indicative of a bacterial infection. Ooh, that's staff. a good word, man. Good for you, indicative. Well done. I used to read a lot. Yeah. I'm going to start reading more. So I try I, to. I had a MRSA infection on the top of my foot. And that it was right after I changed locations. I moved from California to Arizona, and I think the change of environment kind of fucked with me. And it was like a kind of a grimy MMA gym, and that was one of the most painful things I've ever had on my body. Like it hurt so bad. Like the top of your foot is pretty sensitive. Like imagine, like imagine sticking a needle in the top of your foot. Oh yeah, it'd be like, painful. So when I had this infection, I thought it was a spider bite, mm. you know. And I let it got it grew and it grew and it got super painful. That's, that's very common. A lot of people think that it's a spider bite because right. it doesn't. It, it looks it, like it's one. under your skin a lot of times. It's not yeah. on top of your skin. It's not always a lesion. It just can be a hot area. That's like, what is that? So because it was all the way down at the bottom of my foot, my blood pressure was really I, like I would feel my uh, yeah, throbbing. throb, yeah, yeah, and my heartbeat. I could feel my heartbeat in my foot. So I would have to keep my foot above my heart like this to keep it from hurting so bad. Uh, to drain the blood out. Yeah, it was. Look, I still have the scar there. You see the scar? Brutal. And um, I yeah. have a scar like that on my toe, but it was from when I chopped an axe into my toe. Serious? Yeah, I was trying to. It's uh, is it this one? This one. Wow. Right here. Wow, axed your toe, huh? Yeah, I was I was trying to chop some wood, and I just was care. I was wearing flip flops, and I just chopped my toe in half. I have an uncle who dropped a uh, concrete cement block on his toe, and it chopped his toe off his foot. Did he, did he reattach it? No, his toe, the other end of his toe was probably just mush. He has a, he has a nub, <laughs> and uh, and the nub it kind of looked like um, uh, I don't know a nub. You can imagine what a nub looks like. Let me think. Nub. You know, nub, it's, you know I don't. I don't, know if, I don't. I don't know if this is fucked up. I don't, okay, I'm just gonna say it. Um, you know, Kyle Maynard has two arms that have loud nubs. Yeah, but he talks about it openly, so it's dude, not, he's good at jujitsu. No, Kyle's amazing. He's an amazing human. If you guys don't know Kyle Maynard, he has a great story. Follow him on Instagram. He's he's a, a congenital quadriplegic. 
which means his arms did not form inside the womb, and his arm stops at the elbow. Mm-hmm. But he has a torso of a 200-pound man. Bigger than that. Like, if he had arms and legs, he would probably be, like, 220. He'd be jacked and huge. Yeah, he's yeah. really strong. He's a good-looking dude. He just doesn't have arms and legs. Well, he's got he's got legs, but they're, they didn't develop fully. Search, search Kyle Maynard on YouTube, and uh, you can watch some of his videos. He's, he's had an MMA fight. Yeah. He's fought in jiu-jitsu, jiu-jitsu tournaments. Wrestling. He did really well at Nogi Worlds. He wrestled in high school. He wrestled. He's been incredibly active. If you roll with him, he has chokes that he does. He's He hits, like, these baseball bat chokes, and they're so very he'll, painful. He'll take, we actually, I think he refers, uh, yeah, nubs or elbow, I don't know. I don't know what he refers to the He calls it the nub choke, I think. The nub choke yeah. or the stump choke. Yeah. Anyways, he'll stab you in the throat with his It's arm. not a stab. It's not like he's spearing you. Dude, he literally no. uses both of them, and he has incredible t- core strength to pinch them onto your throat, and then he twists. So it's like a pinch and twist. He runs around your body and chokes you from the front, almost like a cross choke. And you can it's impossible to keep him in closed guard. You it's very <laughs> difficult to play guard against him because you don't yeah. realize how often you need sleeves or ankle grips. And he is very mobile and can pass guards but effectively. He, he essentially doesn't have a lower body though. His he, right below his hips he has his legs, but his legs are maybe eight inches long. Yeah. And he has his feet are about eight inches below his hips. Oh yeah, he's a tough roll man. And you cannot hold, you cannot grab his legs because he, so he can basically jump out. And of just your forget open arm. about armbarring him or leg locking <laughs> him. Like his, yeah, of course, his armbar and leg lock defense is like no, like <laughs> he doesn't best have a in the fucking world. arm. <laughs> oh, I thought it was just like, doesn't have an elbow defense. joint. So you I didn't think about you it. You like can't that. arm lock him. You can't shoulder lock him because you don't have the torque. You can't leg yeah, lock him. Yeah, he's like you would think it would be like obviously it's a disadvantage, <laughs> but you would think it'd be more of a disadvantage than it is, and it's actually a very challenging role. It is because you you have to choke him. It's like that guy Anthony Roblos who was a yeah um, that so that a- guy's just straight up cheating though. At ASU, He's, he was a, like an amputee on one leg, so he intentionally amputated his own leg to make a lower weight class in wrestling. So he he's a large like man, like two two twenty pound body, a- no. intentionally amputated his own leg as a a trick to get into the lower weight divisions where he stays on one knee and his hands. To, so people can't shoot on him, and then he uses his massive frame to just beat up smaller people. It's just straight up fit, not fair. I think you definitely need to say that he did not do that on purpose. I know. I'm, I'm totally <laughs> joking. That was all a joke. That's a defamation case right there. I know. I'm just That was all. That was entirely part of a, 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 a classless joke. A gag I was just pulling off. That was no, a bit. But no, for real, he did have a, he had like a, a real, no. a huge what, upper body. So when I first, when I first watched that happen, I was like, oh my gosh, that's crazy that he's able to do that. But then I thought about it and I was like, dude, this guy can probably bench twice what these other guys are yeah. benching in his division. Cause your leg must weigh like what? 60 pounds. That's a lot. 70 pounds. So he's in a 70 pound lighter division than his frame can support. Yeah. And so like, he still is producing a lot of upper body torque, you know? And he's like pinning people he won the division yeah like if it was a disadvantage he wouldn't have won the division i respect the shit out of competitors who no I, it's it's great that everyone's competing but that yeah. that situation is like a one unique circumstance where it might be an advantage in that specific sport right yeah. kyle i just remember kyle, i'm not i'm not being too insult, like no rude right now like that's it's, just my observation of what i saw it definitely seemed that it was helping in a lot of ways um no, Kyle's Kyle's upper body is super fucking strong, like super strong. His chest and back is it, just so you guys know. Kyle Maynard was the first man ever to bear crawl up Mount Kilimanjaro in Africa, which is the largest mountain in Africa. He bear crawled up the entire thing unassisted. Yeah, he had special custom made boots for his arms and legs so he could 
traverse this Imagine mountain. how strong your back and shoulders and chest has to be to bear crawl up Mount Kilimanjaro. Yeah. So when he stakes that stump and sticks it in your neck, there's a lot of force behind it. So he'll put one stump in your armpit and pin you down in, on the inside of your gi, and then he'll hold you in place, and then he'll stab you in the neck. Yeah, he uses his arms to get inside your gi collars and, like, control you. It's very good. Give him a follow, at Kyle Maynard on Instagram. Is that all it is, just Kyle Maynard? Yeah, it's Kyle Maynard, K-Y-L-E. There's a ton of awesome documentaries about him and st- oh, stories about his journey. Yes. To discover his own have you ever, limitations. Have you ever had to fight someone that has uh, some kind of physical disability or no but i had a i i was almost going to but i decided i didn't want to enter the division because i I felt it would be awkward for me to fight this guy but it was a um i'm not sure what his disease was i'm not sure if it was degenerative or or genetic but he didn't have full like control of his arms and legs so he was in a wheelchair this is a story about my friend was it like muscular dystrophy or something yeah kind of but it was like he still could like produce some force but he didn't have like the actual he didn't Not have like the dexterity more, more than anything so he was a blue belt and he was fighting my friend chris and we told chris like before the match like hey man like take it easy on this guy like we're not really sure what you should do like if you should let him win or if you should like no fuck let that. him work and then win or no. what's the deal is so chris is a really nice guy and was like you know i'm just gonna let him win like we'll just give it like i don't care it's a naga big deal right so they go out there and they, the guy's dad wheelchairs him out and it's like they start the match and the guy kind of like grabs Chris's ankle and like pulls and Chris like falls and like lets the guy kind of pass his guard and then they, they roll for a little bit and the guy kind of gets like a, a arm lock, right? And Chris taps. And so we're like, man, Chris, that was really nice. You really gave that guy a, uh, you know, good experience. I bet he's going to be really happy. I'm sure you made his whole family happy. So then the next day, we're on Reddit and we see this post and it's like, um, I think what, what to do if you've outgrown your gym and I open the post and I'm reading it and it's about a guy who says that his, he's surpassed his coaches and he no longer feels that he should be training at that academy. He wants to move to a different academy because he does better than his coaches. And so I look, go to the guy's profile and it's the guy, it's the guy with the, the disability, the, the disability. And so he's literally such like, he's so delusional or like just, incredibly i don't know what the problem is but he <laughs> thinks that his coach is so, bad and not letting him win and then he also talks shit about chris and how easily he defeated like, oh, chris. i just fucked up that guy yeah <laughs> <laughs> and so we were like oh my god wait this guy's a jerk so the everybody's, guy's a jerk everybody's been letting him win yeah <laughs> everyone's been amazing. letting him win he thinks he's really good at it and so we were like, what the heck, dude? So, like, we knew the guy's coach, it turns out. He was, like, an affiliate of one of the of the Lloyd Irvin gyms. And the, yeah. guy, the guy's coach was name was Danny. And we, we talked to Danny, and we were like, what's the deal, man? Like, what's up with that guy? And he's like, yeah, like, he just thinks he's really good. And, like, he, apparently he's like that in all aspects of his life. He's just, like, pompous about stuff and, like, not just jujitsu. To the point where he's a dick. He's just a dick. <laughs> yeah, so, like, we were like, Chris, you got to go and, like, re- get your revenge. You got to go fight him again at another tournament. <laughs> Him. Yeah, and just like beat him up. <laughs> and then there'll and be so, another Reddit post about how Chris is and a so, dick. And so, yeah, exactly. So, and then me and Andres, we edited a video and we made this like hyper intense highlight of the match because, of course, Andres recorded it as just like 
because you know Andres <laughs> is just ready to do right. something with it. So we recorded this like super intense highlight of the match afterwards, and we just like it was like just the guy basically we put it like exactly like a highlight, but just like highlighted the little movements the guy was doing, like reaching and grabbing Chris's pants, and like we put it to like epic music. There was black and white and zooms, and it's just like and Chris is just getting his ass kicked by this dude, and we would just play it on the living room TV whenever Chris came out. <laughs> we just turn it on and start watching and act like nothing was happening. Just the highlight of Chris getting beat up by this so you jerk. C- you can't tell that Chris was going easy. Like Oh, they, like you can't the guy's clearly has a disability. But it was just so funny to us that he like because Chris was so salty about it that the guy was a, a the jerk, it a turns dick. out. Yeah. Man, I would never go easy on someone. I'm sorry. I just won't I, I would. I mean in a competition. Yeah. Do you think they want that though? They don't want you to go easy on Dude, them. Do you know how? Do you, I mean? Do you know how many times I had to go easy on you? I in knew you were gonna fucking say this. I no, fucking knew you. were I don't gonna know say how to tell you this, Josh. No, <laughs> Nogi Nationals. Remember that match? Yeah, I do remember. Things were going really well for me at the time. You were just coming up. I was, you know, I was no. Like, you literally gave me a sob story about how you hadn't won shit in over a year and you really needed this gold medal. That was you gave me a sob story. You were trying to convince me to give it to you. I did you're like, not. You're like do Josh. That. I haven't won anything in over a year because you were out. You 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 hurt your neck. Remember, you're out for like the whole year. Year. It wasn't a year, and you were giving me some fucking sob story about how you haven't had you're any gold medals. You're making this up, guys. You're making no, this up. You were like, my sponsors are going to drop me if I don't win something. I did not say. Yes, any you of this did. No, yes, you did. No, no. And then I was like, no, I'm not going to give it to you because I already gave you one in 2014. And you, I never have asked you for a freaking medal, dude. You told me I never have done that. That goes no, against my entire code. That you definitely were making giving me a sob story. You were passive aggressively trying to make okay, me feel but, bad. Okay, but I was not saying those things that you're saying. Maybe you didn't say give it to me. You did not say those words. But you definitely Dude, gave that's me a sob- just part of the mind game. It was just the mental game. Well, just clearly messing it didn't you. work because you lost. Well, that's what what brings me to my next point is which because I let you win. Oh my god. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> I, I remember the look on your face when we watched that video on episode one. Guys, go back to episode go back to episode one. Shit, I forgot there's video evidence of the last time. Go to episode one and watch us watching our match. And look at the <laughs> look at the effort on Keenan's face on the video and how hard he was trying to get his guard back when I passed it. Your your Nogi game is so weird because there's certain positions where I just feel so dominant over you and I can just like mess you up. But if you get to your positions, it's like I'm a baby. That's the name of the game, man. And I just can't do anything. Yeah, that's what it is. It's who gets to their it's position crazy. first. But that's not it's not like that in other roles, dude. Other roles, it's like there's much more room for fluidity to like escape and do things. For us, it's like a landslide victory for one person or the other. I agree. Every time. I agree. It's so bizarre. But it's because we've trained together like 100,000 times. I know, but still. Um, I rolled with Lucas yesterday for the first time in so long. He was just like so tough. He's a tough dude. But Dom, Dom beat me up worse. Really? Dom just feels like his chest is just like a... You guys were training in the gi? It's like a barrel. Because Dom doesn't do no gi anymore. Yeah, it's, we were in the gi. And Dom Bell's retired from no gi. He doesn't yeah. want to do it ever again. I don't either. I don't blame him. Did we talk about his... Um, oh, we can wait for him. We'll bring him on and talk about his, his okay. wrist injury. Yep. The point He got injured training at another academy. And so like the, the lesson learned is never let your guard down when you're training at a guest academy. Because everyone there is going to try to fuck you up. Yeah, you got to keep your game tight. Got to stay, got to keep on it. Don't go easy on anybody. That's the lesson here, guys. Don't go easy on anyone. If they're disabled, if they have a disease, if they're older. And the great thing about jujitsu is you can go hard without hurting people. Yes, yes. Because so you can go hard. Just because you're trying to pass the guard hard doesn't mean you got to rip the arm off, right? There's a difference. You can do takedowns hard. You can do the guard passing hard. You can do your sweeps hard. But, like, once you have that submission, you don't got to rip it. You're going to break it off. That's not necessary. Like Once you have the armbar, you have the armbar. 
right? Yeah. Like you can train hard through positions oh, and yeah. not not rip a Kimura as hard as you can. Just break the grip and put it, you know. The thing to remember is 99% of the time in jiu-jitsu, your heads are on the same space. Like your heads are occupying each other's head space. Your knees and your feet shouldn't be up near someone's head risking elbowing or kicking right them. like your arms should be engaged on their legs or their arms it's like as long as you're doing jiu-jitsu correctly you can go very hard without risk of kicking someone in the head or elbowing them or and i think training in the gi provides a lot less injuries oh yeah right you agree oh yeah i always get injured doing no gi dude gi literally heals my body like i'll train gi and it'll fix me <laughs> That's weird. Like yoga. Seriously. Oh. It fixes my neck because no one touches my neck in the gi. And then like the <clears throat> isometric pulling and strengthening, it kind of does like a, <clears throat> what? Your neck gets touched. In no gi? In the gi. gi. No. I have a video of it. Of what? Me grabbing your neck at the American National. What, what happened, dude? <laughs> what, what happened? happened? I, what happened I swept three you, seconds after I that? I took you down and swept you to mount and then I got cocky. That's what happened. You got cocky. I got no, cocky dude. and I postured up. It's because guillotines don't work in the gi, dude. I definitely got, I mounted you with a guillotine. Okay, but. I should have got points for that too because I'm pretty sure that was three seconds. You got your ass choked after Actually, that. I did get the points. Yeah, and that's why you choked me. Yeah, anyways. And we had a we had a rule before. It was, not, it was like no. no submissions or something. We were well, like, let's that, like fight the, hard, the first but like match. we won't try and submit each other. And then the second match is just like, you know what? Fuck this. Yeah. I'm going to submit you if I get a chance. <laughs> 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 that's funny. Dang. We're actually, uh, I mean, what time is it? I don't know. It's only been 53 minutes, but I might have to, we might have to cut this episode Bro, short. we got to get at least to a minute 15. A minute 15? We passed that 52 minutes ago. Do you have... I mean, an hour? An hour 15. Okay. Anyways, someone asked, since we're on the topic of injuries, I don't. I think it's kind of a silly question, but I'm going to address you know, it. I, you know, this it's maybe seems silly to us, but I recently had a white belt ask me the same question in person. And so, I'll give him, you my response to him. Go the, ahead, question the question is how to deal with injuries and recovery and all that stuff. Um, I think the answer is obvious. If you're injured, you should rest. And stretch. Okay, so here's the thing, though, is people make the mistake of coming back too soon. When you have an injury and you start to feel a little bit better, you start thinking you can go, come in and move light. Right. And light turns into hard right. rolling, and then it's like you're rolling, and then it's like, oh, it feels fine, I'm rolling, and it's not Until injured. someone passes your guard. And then it's <laughs> like one that one little movement happens, and you pinch the rib, or you like pull until the muscle. Until your buddy scores two points on you and then you amp it up. So how I, what I have learned to do for injuries because I've had so many, I've had injuries last way longer than they should because they're trying to come back to training too soon is now I make sure the injury is fully healed. 100%. 100%. At least, like, I will do other things like other activities such as yoga for BJJ. It's actually yoga for BJJ.net. I think I said .com earlier, so that's a problem. Um, but, like, yoga or weightlifting mostly is what I do. That's what I'm doing right now with my infected eye. Yeah, weightlifting is always good because there's always a part of your body that you can work out if you're as long as you're not in a complete body cast, you can do some weightlifting. <laughs> so like I had a rib injury, I was still able to do um everything except like deep squats and deadlifts. So I was able to bench press still. I was able to use a lot of machines. So just make sure you're staying active and just take the time off, dude. It's not gonna kill you to miss some jujitsu. Basically, just exercise whatever's not injured. Jiu-jitsu is such a knowledge-based sport. You, there's so like there's so much time right now while you're training that you're not studying and like looking up stuff and learning about jiu-jitsu. You're just trying to spar and like le learn through osmosis. That when you're injured, in a lot of ways, it can progress you more because you you do things that you wouldn't do normally, such as like watch film, 
study matches, watch te- instructionals, go on keenonline.com. Grapples Guide. What? They're my new sponsor. You know that? They sponsor me. You're as- not allowed to s- sponsor the podcast it, with them unless no, I also get a cut they're of not, sponsor. No, they're not sponsoring the podcast. First of all, you sound greedy as fuck when you say that. No, but- it's not greedy. It's just That's just unfair because it's a competitor website. So if it, he can't sneak behind closed doors, it's sponsor a, it's you. A, it's a personal athlete sponsorship. I don't have to bring it up on the podcast. That's the point. It's, that's not part of the agreement. The agreement is I use my personal Instagram account to promote it. Anyways, don't get upset. You upset me. I'm sorry. Not sorry. I'm going to have a little, I'm going to have a stern talking to you after this podcast. <laughs> you should have a talk with Jason Scully. <laughs> I have talks with him all the time. Anyways. Um, so rest your injuries, but look guys, if you, if you pull a shoulder muscle or a pec muscle, go blast your legs at the gym, do some jump squats, do some heavy squats, do some split squats, do some lunges. If you hurt your knee, go bust out some bench press. Yeah. I think people just think that like, oh, I'm being a bitch. Like it doesn't hurt that bad. I can go back and do a little bit of this and that dude, just heal, man. Bodies heal very slow. You have to just take the time. You got a lot of time in the world. In the long run, you'll it'll put you on the mats longer because you won't have a chronic injury that you keep re-injuring. This is true. Do you think on on the, kind of on this topic, someone asked, uh, "Do you think it's dickish to give your heart, friends a hard time for not training?" Dude, I was the freaking that that was me at Autos for so long. People give me such a hard time about not training, but it was like I'm trying to take care of shit, whether it's my own mentality or physical things or like motivation like just leave let people live their lives man okay but what if someone fell off the wagon just because they have a new girlfriend is that is it okay to give them shit then like that's a dumb i mean if it's a a joke but if it's ever serious it's like no let people live their lives you give someone a hard time because you miss them and you want them to come train with you okay it's a good thing if they don't want to train let them not train you know So, so it is dickish I think so. I think, I mean, if you're, if you're really good friends with that person, you can do it in a joking format where it's like, yeah, you want them to come back, but they also understand you're just ribbing them. I think it's cool. important. You want to let them know that they're missed, but you don't want to sound like a, yeah. a, a, you know, you don't want to be too. Dude, uh, definitely don't shame people for not wanting to train. Yeah. Poke fun at them. Dude, that's what you guys were doing to me, dude. I was bullied. You guys Bro. were bullying me. Oh. Yeah, I was bullied. No, nah, we just missed you. That's all it is, dude. It's, 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 it's like. We're just giving you a hard time because we that wanted we wanted case. we wanted our friend to come train with us. Nope, I was ex- I was literally exiled from the gym because of it. <laughs> Maybe you were just we miss you so bad we're gonna kick you out. So <laughs> would you prefer? <laughs> <laughs> you sound bitter. <laughs> uh, okay, next question, last one from the whatever dude. I have my own gym now and it's way sicker than Autos. Uh, uh, dude, why do you keep bringing up my team? You don't gotta talk about it. Let it die. Bro, my, my your bitterness is, is so just sick. your bitterness is oozing I'll, out of your pores. I, dude, I can be as bitter as I want. You know why? Because I'm an uh, autonomous man. Because I have my own gym. I now. have my own gym now. I can do what I, I can want. go be bitter in my own gym it's all like, by myself. It's like Cartman. What does Cartman say? I do um, what I want. Screw you guys. I'm going home. That's what he says. I do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, guys. My I'm signing the lease today. Oh, you didn't sign it yet. I'm signing it today. There was a minor holdup with my corporation entity, that which was filed incorrectly in the Secretary of State, which I took care of a few days ago. And now my gym is almost have mine. You, have you settled on a name yet? It's going to be called Legion. Legion. Yeah. Like Legion. Pro- 
No, legion as in Roman legionnaire. Like legion, like you have an open sore. Nope, it's legion. Am I casting doubt into your mind? <laughs> Visu- the thing about branding and logos is they're visual. You don't hear them. Yeah. So it's like you associate the imagery I with like, the name and it's a legion. I like your logo a lot. Actually. Well, it has a really cool backstory too because it's based off of my family history. When you guys got kicked out of Rome? When we got kicked out of Rome. We were, my family had a lot of the, the youth, the youthful men were in the were legionnaires and then the higher ups and the patriarchs were uh, wealthy politicians and senators. You're really good at bullshit. This is true. And no, so it's not. Me bullshitting is true. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, this is actually a real story. You can look this up on, on Wikipedia. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or Ancestry.com. No, this is a true story. There's the Cornelius family in Rome. They're a banking family. They have a extended historical significance throughout the fall and rise of Rome. And... The, they were just like the Lannisters. The family, the family crest, the, the family them. phrase. What do you call it? Is a family what? Family logo. Phrase? Yeah, like what is a family ta- phrase? Tagline? Yeah, what, is, what do you call that? It has a name. <laughs> I don't know. The motto? Yeah, the family motto is truth without fear. Okay. Which is pretty badass, right? Truth without fear. I forgot what the, I just say it in Latin. It's something like e pluribus oh, unum or something. I don't know. But uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So basically it goes back to that and the... My family crest incorporates that eagle that you see in the Legion logo. So it's like, this is the American Legion now. America. So I'm bringing back a lot of those great Roman civilization fundamentals into my jiu-jitsu academy and my team. So I got a question about your... uh, If it's not about my team, I don't want to No, it is. It is. Um, Well, because this is my last question from the public, but they asked, uh, like, what is the perfect class structure? Like, and I'm wondering how you're going to run your class structures okay, because I know, I know you hate warm-ups. Yeah, I think warm-ups are you're literally paying someone and you're using your time there to do shrimps. <laughs> like, okay, what? Why are we running around in a circle? Like, I could have done that on my own time. So like, I time agree. I pay for. Jogging around the mat I think is absolutely stupid. Okay, what about forward rolls and backward rolls? You have to know how to forward roll. And okay. some people don't know how. Yes. So in a fundamentals program, it's a, it should be taught as a technique, not as a warm-up that you do for the rest of your life every single day. Right, I agree. Doesn't, not every day is stupid. Okay, well, every gym does that. So not, every gym is stupid. Not every gym. You so can't, use, you can't be that. throwing the word every around like that. Because you've never, you haven't been to every gym. You don't I've know. been to so many gyms and they all do that. And I think it's just so, so silly. Jo- I think jogging is stupid. It's a waste of time. So what about this? What if you actually warmed up by doing jujitsu? I agree. Holy shit. I like The technique how is about the warm we, up. Yes. How about we warm up doing the technique? Just don't be a lazy slob when you're drilling the technique. Put some emphasis behind it. Put some oomph in your technique so you break a little sweat and warm up. Because the science behind warming up, it's not about elongating the muscles or stretching them. It's literally about raising your body temperature. Raising your body temperature the creates blood, the blood flow. It, the blood flow and the body temperature actually causes your body to be more malleable because heat causes malleable. to be malleable. You're full of big words today. I'm always full of big words, bro. You just never talk to me except in podcast form. So <laughs> Malleable. So you can warm up in a number of ways. If you have a specific injury like me, I take time to warm up my neck on my own time individually. This is true. I've seen you do that a lot. I warm up my neck to protect it because if I don't warm it up, I know that the stupid warm-ups are not going to get it. And I know that if I go straight into rolling, I'm not going to get the warm-up. So I do neck exercises that I learned from yoga for BJJ.net. And I use those in, before my trainings. And it helps me a lot. To uh, the, the days that I warm up, I never get injured. It's when I start to feel too good 
And I'm just like, I don't need to warm up today. I feel great. <laughs> and then I skip the warm up. That's when I get hurt. So let me give you the counter argument from one of my friends. He loves to run really hard warm ups with lots of push ups, sit ups, crunches. From a conditioning standpoint, sure. So his argument is that the majority of the people in the class were sitting down all day and uh-huh. they didn't get to exercise all day the way that we do. And so they like having a 15 minute That's stupid. Workout. You should have a conditioning class then. Like they're there to learn jujitsu. Let them roll. That's a great workout. I, I agree. Kind of. I think I, you're wasting people's time. <clears throat> I think. Okay, so in my, I'll tell you what my perfect class structure is, and you tell me what yours okay, is. Okay, you go first. Mine is very simple. Mine too. And it's the way I teach the kids' class every day. I Kiss, don't... bro. Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. Kiss. Cool. <laughs> uh, so I, I bow the kids in, and I literally jump straight into technique. I make them, I, they form a half circle around me. I give them the technique for five to 10 minutes. They work on the technique for 20 minutes, maybe 30. And that leads us to the halfway point of the class. And then I spend the entire second half of the class is just training. Yeah. That, and then at the end, if, if it depends on how good the class was, like if the end, if I need to give them a little, if they didn't train hard, then I'll kill them with some exercises yeah. to make sure they got that workout. And if they did train really hard, then I'll finish the class with a game. But that's their kids. I mean, adults like games too, though. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's the best class structure, honestly. The only thing I would change about my classes for adults would be to let them roll as long as they want to. So not, I don't even like ending classes. So I, I'm not going to do bow outs. Well, everyone will just keep rolling until the last person doesn't want to roll anymore. And then everyone just filters off on their own time. And you can leave early if you want. If you're tired, if you're not tired, you want to get more training, you can train as long as you want. Who's going to be your gym manager? I, have I, someone, I know it's not going to be you. I have, No, I have a I have a, someone lined up. Who is it? It's a secret. What do you mean? It's, a person. it's not Sunshine, if that's what you're asking. I'm not, I, don't, I don't care about Sunshine. Yeah, I have, I'm going to have a legitimate gym manager who's paid salary to manage the gym. You okay. have to. You gotta have someone with skin in the game to I agree. manage it. Are they gonna be on a commission basis? Um, Salary plus every, so commission? that's one of the things about buying all the employees at my gym will be able to make commission, whether it's off sign up, so if they like actually run someone through the sign up process, fifty dollar so, commission. If they sell a gi, commission off the gi. Commission off everything. Private lesson packages? That's all them. That goes to the instructors. Ah, but if they're selling a private lesson package for you to teach. Oh, I don't want to do privates, hell no. You're done doing privates? Yeah, I don't have time for that. Bro, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I really don't like doing private lessons. I don't mind them. It just takes up too much time. It's like there's can, so many efficient ways to teach jiu-jitsu. You don't need to teach it to one person. I have a hard time just finding a time in the day to do it. Privates are, are for... It's buzzsaw. Buzzsaw. <laughs> Privates are for the person who's like is not comfortable yet going into class, like a full class. Yeah, That's yeah. what it's for. A beginner. It's not a better way to learn. Yeah, unless they have a very specific it, question. It does allow you to hide, like focus in on what they don't know and like find the errors in their game. So like when I do privates, I'll like watch the guy roll a little bit or I'll roll with him a little bit and I'll be like, hmm, okay, you were doing this, 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 and this. All needs work. Let's go over those techniques today and try and okay, tighten them up. What if a black belt comes into San Diego and is like, I don't know worm guard. I want to learn worm guard. Can we do a private lesson? I'll say buy the lapel encyclopedia, <laughs> bro. Come back once you've watched it all. If you have questions, now you can come talk to the master. That's oh, what I say. Is that what you say? Yeah. That's, I, my, that's the automated response that I get. Are your students going to call you master? What are your students going to call you? They're going to call me master of the universe. That's the required thing. <laughs> if they call me, they're like, master of the universe. Say it. Can they acronym? Don't you dare call, don't call me by my last name. M-O-U? Master of M-O-T-U. the universe. M-O-T-U. Uh, yeah. Uh, M-O-U. Yeah. Moo. 
No, they can call me whatever they want. A lot of people like the traditional martial arts style of calling someone sensei or professor. I'm not going to insist on it. I think that's silly. Can they call you keenest? They can call I'm within reason if they want to be. If they yeah, want to be yes or no. If they want to be, they can call me that. Yes, but I'm going to Fuck. beat them up. <laughs> I will. I will beat my real name into them. Kenneth, so Kenneth. Professor Kenneth. No, I've got a really awesome system I'm setting up. It's going to be really sick, and I'm looking to hire instructors at the moment. So, But I have very specific people in mind because I don't like or trust. Well, it's not that I don't like. It's that I don't trust most black belts to really know what they're doing, when, like the level that I want instructed. Right, you have a standard for your academy. I have a high standard, and I'm not going to hire instructors that are just available. I want good instructors that I know are teaching things correctly because I have a very keen eye for that. I think it would be really cool if you imported someone from some, another part of the country, someone who's like really awesome. Oh yeah, like AJ open. AJ Agzon. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. No, he can teach how to not tap to arm bars and stuff. Yeah, dude, he's not gonna like his body's gonna fall apart. Keeps that up too long. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna put an instructor on salary or like some sort of great deal, and they're gonna be my co-instructor. I'm gonna teach the comp class in the morning class or the twelve o'clock class, and he's they're gonna cover the night class probably, and I'll go train at their class just to roll with them. But I probably won't be take on instructor role. I like that. But uh, I have the facility, if you haven't seen it, it's, it's 10,000 square feet. It's going to be 8,000 square feet of mass space. I've got showers, and I'm going to put a studio room in there, too, for recording. Or like. Are you going to put up a, a list of rules on the wall? Yeah, some basics, probably. Don't walk off the mat without your shoes. I'm probably going to record, like, uh, so my gym is going to be sort of like that dysotopian future where it's like the president is just on all the video screens at all times, like, mantraing about the rules, and that's going to be me. So I'll just have video screens everywhere with me in, like, high production quality and, like, a really authoritative uniform just, like, telling people how to act. So the president of Turkmenistan? I'm going to be, like, in the bathroom stalls, like a little a little TV in the bathroom yeah, stall yeah. saying, aim, motherfucker, aim. <laughs> and wash your hands. <laughs> wash your hands after you get out of here. So the president of Turkmenistan, he referred to himself as Turkmenbashi, which okay. literally translates into the head of Turkmen. Of course, yeah. And so you can be... The head of... We're Legion Bashi. Yes, Legion Bashi. How uh, how funny would it be that if I based my entire team around Rome in that time period and then I get stabbed in the back by like my, uh, some my, of the senators, my, your instructors? My, my, yeah, my instructors. Was it mu- a mutiny? Back, mutiny and they stabbed me in the back. Kind of like you did to Galvao? Excuse me? I was accused of mutiny. <laughs> That's a real story. <laughs> That was we don't got to talk about it. Well, you brought it up, bro. <laughs> I was accused of mutiny. And I even put, remember I posted in the group chat after I was like, but I don't think someone asked why I got kicked out. I think it was Dom and I listed the reasons. It was like, but speed I don't think drilling too slowly, <laughs> inciting mutiny. <laughs> and the third one was like some other stupid inciting mutiny. Thing. But that's actually not, I mean, okay, I'm just going to assume it's not true. And that I incited mutiny. Yeah. And it's <laughs> okay. not Galvao's fault that. Is there someone in the middle who who made this rumor? That's the whoever that person is. That's the problem. I mean, let me tell you. I can t- explain the whole situation. I don't, you don't have so to. in throughout history of jujitsu, teams have split because groups form. So like a group clicks. of friend, clicks form. A group of friends goes and starts training privately. They like get tr- get an extra sessions on the weekend, right. or they start doing their own thing, and maybe they like the way they're training better. It's different. Maybe it works for them better. That group of like-minded yeah. people maybe it's super together, in, super intense. They conglomerate, and it's like that's their. They like that. Yeah. They still go to the normal classes or whatever. But eventually, maybe they want to go do their own thing. So throughout 
history at Autos, a lot of people have had issues with Andre, like personal issues. Hey, don't talk shit about my professor. I'm, I'm not talking shit. Walk I'm just saying softly, there's, there's been a few competitors that have had issues with him, and I explained this to him as well. Um, people have had issues with him in the past, and some of them have wanted not have wanted to leave Autos before it's happened. Like people have talked. We've like there's been discussions of people talking about leaving over the years. Well, this so Brian. Uh, I don't know if I should say Brian, Brian, yeah. yeah, so that was one. That <laughs> was one we'll just say Brian. He actually just left on his own. But there was times yeah. where there was like a lot of like feuding going on between the person in charge and a, a lot of the competitors, like multiple competitors at a time who were just unhappy with the situation. And during those times, there was some discussion about like if they were going to go do their own thing. Um, the irony of the mutiny, inciting mutiny thing, is that the situation that called his attention to people grouped up like that was actually Connor, who organized a training session, invited me, and I was like, dude, I don't want to go because I know how Andre feels about, like, private training sessions. He's going to immediately place it on me as a scapegoat. And Connor's like, no, it's no big deal. I'll tell him it was me if, like, anything like that happened. So it's not going to say anything. So we go to go train on the side mat, like, the middle of the day, and there's probably, like, six of us, right? And I'm kind of standing there. And they're all like warming up, and Andre comes in. Oh, like, I remember this. Yeah, like so yeah, pissed. I and he was this. like, "I like, wanted to be invited." <clears throat> blah blah. And he's like looking at me like I like yeah. I did something wrong. You guys got yelled at. And I was like, "Hey!" Like at the end of his tirade, I was like, "Hey!" Just so you know, you're looking at me. I didn't do this. I'm not the. Bo- that's not my fault. I just sold out Connor. I was like, Connor invited me. I just showed up because Connor invited me. And then the whole tone changed. It was just like, "Oh well, if you in the future." I was like, "Okay, whatever, dude." Connor just was trying to become. He, Connor wants to be the premier guard player. No, because some people want to just go, go to a training session and just roll. They don't want to do forty five minutes of technique and then jump rope drills at the end. They just want to roll, dude. A lot of people get very good at jujitsu just rolling. You can get very good at jujitsu in a way that you enjoy. You don't necessarily have to do it just how someone's telling you to do it. If you can. Find so you it. don't you don't think drilling is important? To an extent, it's more like. You want to drill a move until you have the basic idea of the movement. You don't want to, like, drill it for reps. You have to drill to learn, right? Yeah, you got to, like, try it. But I wouldn't call it drilling in the sense of, like, repetition drilling. It's like you practice the movement until you have the movement to a level that you could perform it live, and then you should just try and do it live as much as possible. Or specific training around that position. Situational sparring. Situational sparring is the best way to do it, yeah. I agree. Recreate the position over and over again with live randomized reactions from your opponent. That's the only way to really improve at it. Yeah, situational sparring is pretty clutch. It's pretty important. And it, it'll people don't like it or think it's not as effective because it will you won't have as much success in the training room, like the actual drilling session, you won't feel as good because that's where you're learning. But then when your body your brain processes the information and you've actually in, built those you slept on it. Yeah, those neuron pathways have been formed. Right. Then when you go to competition, you can actually do it at a much higher and this has been proven by different studies. Well, I, and this I think a lot of people who feel that maybe they're the best person at the academy and I don't know, maybe you live in like the middle of nowhere in Kentucky and you don't have very many high level guys to train with. Maybe you're a brown belt and you're surrounded by blue belts. If you put a blue belt on your back and do some situational stuff, that can be challenging. Oh yeah, for right. sure. That's, That's a really a, good way to supplement training. Yeah, yeah. Put all, put all your blue belts in really good positions, and then fight from there. That's how that's how Gordon got really good at Danaher's because he's the biggest guy there, and by far the most athletic. skilled and athletic. But he trains a lot of little dudes, and that's why he has such good submission defense. Is he just lets them crawl all over him and try and submit him from every angle. Throw the little guy on your back, and he just like fights out of everything. Having a little guy on your back is is pretty tough. Oh yeah, their little arms can get on right. your neck, and they're like a little tight little, little backpack. Like yeah. there's no wiggle room. Exactly. I have a hard time with little guys. I do much better with bigger guys. I I feel the exact same way. I, I would much rather 
compete against a bigger guy. It's like against a little guy, it's hard to out-technique them. You have to, like, mush them into the ground. Right. Like you got to be a jerk and just, like, try and crush their head. And that tuck, doesn't always work. They can tuck themselves into such little tiny balls. Yeah, like, I'm trying to do, like, a normal pass, and their their legs are just, like, like where are you going? Like, they don't, body, like, don't have any leverage over your legs right now. They need very little space to get underneath yeah. you. Yeah. So just so you guys know, little guys have the advantage in jiu-jitsu. It, I mean, in some ways, for sure. I think it, it's a 40-pound limit, though. Yeah. Like, once you get over 40 pounds, then it starts yeah. to be an issue. But, like, if someone's 35 pounds less than you, that speed, <laughs> the speed that they get and, like, the the strength ratio that they have is challenging for sure. I do very well with guys 35 pounds heavier than me. Exactly. 40 pounds heavier than me. 30, 36 pounds, forget it. It's a cutoff. No, 40, <laughs> 41 pounds is where it's like you're really pushing the, like, that's it. Like, you have no chance. But 40, 39.9 pounds, you can probably get some stuff going. <laughs> you have a, you can use your physical capabilities of being slightly smaller to get in there and, like, get in under their legs and stuff. Man, I can think of a lot of matches where I had to face off against a really big guy, and I was super nervous about it, and then it was, like, shockingly easy to pass oh, the yeah. guard. Like, they just couldn't they couldn't move. They oh, had yeah, no they're dex- slow, dude. Super if you put slow. them on their back, they have no leg dexterity. And then there were some little guys that I went up against that I expected to be easy but were super difficult. Yeah, dude. I uh, Yeah, I've had the same experience. So you can never judge a book by its cover, my friends. Technique. I'm always surprised with how weak some big guys feel. They don't feel crazy strong. You want to name? You want to name a name? Bushesha didn't feel crazy strong. No, he didn't. Like it didn't feel like he was using strength. He feel it felt like he could produce a tremendous amount of explosive force. He's fast. Like with and move his weight at such speeds that it's like momentum based. That's kind jiu-jitsu. of his. That's his unique thing, right? He's just so big, but he's yeah, so fast. He, he can literally, literally launch himself into you at high speeds and pass your guard with that movement. But it's yeah. like he's not going to slowly like crush your the wind out of you. Another example is Joao Hocha. Yeah, very large, but it just doesn't feel like he's really just like he's more weighty. Like, he just kind of wait, like, he let's leans gravity. On you. Yeah, he leans on you. Let's gravity do the work. He's not really squeezing you. Um, but then I've also rolled people who just feel like they're made of iron. Like, they're just isometric strength is just immeasurable. You cannot pull their arm away from their body. Yeah, they're just a steel cage, and you got to climb around them like a jungle gym. Yeah. And uh, those guys are more difficult for me to deal with. I would, I'd rather deal with a big guy who's weighty because it's like I weight lift. So Wasn't there like, a guy whatever. in Seattle that you went up against who was, like, crazy strong? Yeah. You remember that match? Right? Yeah, it was right yeah. before you and I fought in yeah. Seattle, right? It was tough, yeah. And he was like super crazy strong. Yeah, and he was like giving he was like laughing at me during the round because I couldn't submit him in the first seven minutes or right. so. He was like joking, like laughing. He was smiling like, at his coach. He was coach. like smiling, like winking at his coach like he was doing Keenan some, can't submit me. But then what did I do? <laughs> worm bart. I worm barred him. <laughs> and I, I made a video, a cool video edit it edit to it where it's like i like zoom in on his face where he's like laughing like right. and i overlaid like some anime soundtrack to it <laughs> and then my eyes turn red and then it's like i remember oh, that my, uh, mo shindaru, which means like you're already dead and then I, I'd like yeah i remember that I should, that was a good video yeah i made some good anime inspired videos um yeah so josh i would love to stay and talk with you more but i really got to get going i've got to talk to this contractor inside my house right now to fix some stuff up okay so. i guess um well, why don't you just go ahead and thank our sponsors, Keen and Cornelius. Start with Sam, okay, Sam the tax guy. Are we sure we're not missing anyone? Um, I have it in the back of my head, but definitely give that give that shout out. So to Sam. tax, dude, taxes, guys, taxes and tax guys and taxes, guys and tax girls, tax girls out there. Taxes, they get you. They suck. They suck. And it's a very complex field. And if you don't have an expert telling you what to do, 
sure you can go into TurboTax and do all that and like figure it out for yourself, but it's so much more convenient and easy to have a real person you can talk to and learn about your taxes and understand what's going on with your bracket of whatever you're paying and write-offs and what qualifies and things you can do to make sure you're doing everything by the book and just really, you know, taking care of business. And that's why you got to call Sam, the tax guy, by going to www.linetax.net or you can call them at 913-353-4300 and ask for Sam. And the MapBurn listeners receive 50% off their initial service. Which is huge because, like, a tax service is, like, $300. Yeah, and so I actually looked into these guys because I was going to use them for my my taxes, and I inquired a little bit about about the prices, and it's very affordable, and it's something they can help you with bookkeeping too, as I believe. So they can they just sort of manage your taxes and meet with you. Um, Financial it, consulting. It, it can be like monthly or it can be quarterly, and they can kind of talk with you over what what's going on. And yeah, they're really these guys are great. They specialize in tax consulting and can increase your bottom line. And he's a jujitsu guy, so jujitsu people should support the businesses of other jujitsu people. I firmly believe that. Yeah, everyone helps each other. It all comes back to you at some point or another, right? Like I've always noticed that when I try to go out of my way to help people in some way or the other, it seems like it kind of comes back to me. Positivity breeds more positivity. Negativity, negativity breeds more negativity. So one way to be positive is just support your community that you love. Yeah, and with that, you guys should also support the World Series of Jiu-Jitsu because they are trying, they're actively trying to put cash in the pockets of Jiu-Jitsu competitors. And that, my friends, is an awesome thing. Support World Series of Jiu-Jitsu. Go to their events. They're doing one in San Diego, uh, August 17th, Las Vegas, San Antonio, Oregon, New York, and many, many, many more. So definitely support them and give them a follow on Instagram at World Series of Jiu-Jitsu. And last but not least. Wait, there's two more. I'll do uh, also yogaforbjj.net, yogaforbjj.net. It's a monthly membership, or you can sign up for a reduced rate if you get the yearly, and it is constantly updated with yoga techniques, yoga flows relating to jujitsu. So for you stiff, stiffy guys out there, you stiffies stiff. out there, <laughs> make sure that you're signing up to yoga for bjj.net and use the, the promo code Matt burn with a capital M, no space, Matt burn with capital M, no space. And you get either 10 or 30% off. I just don't remember which one it is. <laughs> let's, let's just say 10. Uh, yeah. But, it's, it, you, but it might be, you 30. get a percentage off and it like, and regardless you get something really valuable out of it, and it supports your favorite podcast, which so many of you are just begging for more. Everyone on the internet just wants more. They seem to think, like, people think that we're releasing them less and less, but really we've been consistent every Thursday. Yeah, it's one week. But yeah. so many people are like, man, now because someone said that we're going to run out of, like, I saw on Reddit someone was saying, like, someone was talking shit, and now they're doing less. It's like, dude, we no, literally posted them every week. One episode a week since the yeah, beginning. since the beginning. That's what and I even I slid in the extra Galvao episode on the weekend. It was like a bonus. Right, that was during, we already did the podcast that week too. Yeah, so it's we, a we there was literally a week where there was a double Mapburn right, podcast. Yeah, right. But I wasn't on it, so they. You know. I'm, I'm, I'm not you, gonna lie that that I'm episode, a big draw. I'm not gonna lie that episode has the most views out of any episode. <laughs> not not if you look not at a, YouTube. Not episodes. on YouTube, no, because there is no YouTube. I didn't I didn't record it. Hey, anyways, guys, last that YouTube one. is where the listeners are at, bro. Okay, last last sponsor we want to. Give a big thanks to the Mariana's Open. Probably because Andre posted that one on his Instagram. That's Maybe. Linked it. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Don't count Anyways. me out, bro. Mariana's Open. Oh, dude. <laughs> Insecure much? Mariana's Open. Support 
tomorrow jujitsu and go check out the Mariana's Open on August 31st. And they have cash prizes for the tournaments for their division. And, uh, you know, oh, look, I'm wearing my Fokai shorts. Fokai is the famous battle cry of the tomorrow. Is that what it is? I don't know. I don't want to say, I don't want to say <laughs> dude, you can't, I, dude, you can't say that about their no, culture if you they, don't know. They, I, it is kind of. It means many things, so it's okay. very difficult to, to pinpoint. But it, it, it's a like word. Like half a day? Well, that's just like hello or good morning or, well, good, night, or, or good night or what's up or have a good one. How long does it take to get to Guam? That's my joke. <laughs> and I say it to you every time I go to Guam. And it takes half a day. <laughs> Which is accurate, actually. It does. Uh, yeah, so check I out the Mar- kills them. I say that to the flight attendants on the planes. <laughs> check out the Marianas Open, guys. And, um, you know, Guam, for how small they are and how far away they are, they've, they've made huge contributions to jiu-jitsu. Um, and so this, this supporting this tournament is one way to support tomorrow jujitsu culture. And, uh, we love them. Uh, we both competed in their tournament and it was a great time. I, it was a really, really great time actually. So, oh, you know, what's cool about this episode is this is the first episode where we get to put your little, um, mid episode ad roll to like attract sponsors. The one you filmed at the place. Oh yeah. You're going to throw it in there. The video is ready and we're going to put it in the middle. Nice. Cool. Really coming together. Well, hey guys, um, just a big thank you to everyone who supports us and, um, yeah, we, we somehow managed to become the biggest jujitsu podcast in like four weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I need to give a shout out. Everyone likes it. So that's great. I need to give a shout out to one, one individual real quick. Oh yeah. Someone's just wanted to just help us out. Right. It's this donation. Yeah. We got a donation from a, from a listener and, um, I asked if he wanted any advertising space or anything like that. And he said, no, he said, I would just like you to give a shout out to my coach, Manny Martinez. So, which I'm teaching a seminar at his gym next week. Where's it at? Uh, Richardson. No. McAllen, Texas. One of those McAllen or Richardson, but but definitely in Texas. Yeah. It's in Texas and you can find the, the ticket link on the Keenan Online Instagram story highlights on the profile page if you want to sign up. I think it's at like 60% capacity right now. Yeah. So big thanks to uh, to our man, Ray Walker. Oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. But it doesn't matter. He supported us, and I love him for it. And uh, so thank you, and shout out to Manny Martinez. Thank you for sure it's fine. Thank you for having a really awesome student who supports podcast. And we must we must bring some light to that guy's day, dude. To make him want to have him want to support us like that, to really keep doing it, we're we're, in, we're significantly impacting that guy's life, and that makes me feel good. How does it make you feel? So warm and fuzzy. I, I really think it's awesome that people, like, even though it's just us right now listening to the sounds of our own voice, like, there's people out there that kind of need this kind of stuff, you know? Like, it, get, it gets them through the uh, the day. Yeah, I'm sure if you have a, a monotonous job. I mean, everyone has monotony in their day, like yeah, for traffic, sure. For sure. grocery store. Monotony sucks, but, like. My monotony is airports. Airport monotony. I've, I can't stand airports anymore. I'm so done with it. Yeah, I've I've just been trying to stay so busy lately. I haven't had to deal with any sort of air like boringness. I have one more flight this weekend. I'm going to Portland. I'm actually flying tonight to Portland for the Tenth Planet Nogi Summit. I'm super excited about it. Um, Those are good, dude. Yeah, they good. have like a you good, did you did one. Yeah, here. I did one here in San yeah. Diego. They're really big and they have a huge group that they bring out and they bring in a bunch of 
athletes. Yeah. So teach. some of the instructors, real quick. I don't know if, if, it's, if I, it might be sold out. To be honest, I think it's sold out. But uh, Marcelo Garcia is the primary instructor on Saturday. Marcelo. That's what's cool about Tenth Planet too. Is like they know that you need to bring in outside people to bring in the, spe- the specialized knowledge. You right. Know? Yeah. So. That's uh, Marcelo on Saturday um, with Nathan Orchard and me and PJ Barch are teaching on Sunday. PJ. Yeah, PJ's cool, man. I really like that guy. We're actually on the same flight, too, so I have a, a flight buddy. Cool. And, um, yeah, and then on Friday, I think it's uh, 10th Planet Portland local hero Phil Schwartz. And I believe there's one other person. It might be, oh, I don't know who. I forgot. Might be Ethan. I don't know. Ethan Krennelson? Might be. You I think Crandall's Crandall skin? I, I might be wrong. I think I just saw a picture of PJ and him, so that might be why I'm thinking of that. But anyways, so that's happening this weekend. Uh, if you guys signed up, I'll see you there. If not, you're lost. Yeah, and my last, I'm doing. these are the last seminars for me for the year. My Texas ones, I'm doing two. That's it for the year? Done? Yeah, I might go to Hong Kong, but it's like there's kind of some turmoil over there. There's been some violence, so I don't know if I'm going to go. Okay. Do you know about that? No. Hong Kong turmoil. What happened? Real well, quick. apparently, like, mainland China is trying to pass an extradition law in Hong Kong so they can just come in and just, like, take whoever. And China's government is, like, notoriously, like, kind of they just do whatever they want. You, know? <laughs> you think? Like, you just they just do whatever they want. And Hong Kong's kind of been protected by that and under more West, westernized laws and, like, rules. And so they're kind of losing that right now. And China is all up in their business and corrupting some of their government and, like... I, they, there's like speculation that they're hiring like try the triads to like beat up the protesters. Like it's just all crazy over there. There's well, been, like something crazy, like half the population of Hong Kong marched in the streets to like fight the extradition bill they're trying to pass. And wow. like China's just kind of like, well, we're doing it anyways because it's beneficial for us and we don't care. So, well, I have friends in Hong Kong who train with Rodrigo Caporal. Something, Atos, something Atos. like this has happened before, and a lot of the people from Hong Kong moved to Canada, actually, to get away from that mainland China influence. But Well. So maybe yeah. that's going to happen again. People might kind of just ditch that place because it's kind of like... Ugh. No one's going to ditch Hong Kong. It's the economic center of the world. I mean, if you it's are massive. afraid of like getting abducted by the Chinese government and like taken into captivity... Dude, now I definitely can't go because I'm going to target. Now you opened your mouth. Now I'm going to. That same thing happened in Abu Dhabi, dude. That's why I can't go back to Abu Dhabi. Serious? Because you talk shit about the prince? Yeah, I talk shit about the prince. <laughs> the sheik. <laughs> I did it. And then you got, got, got yourself banned? Got myself. How many out. countries are you banned from? I'm not banned. It's just like there's. Potential, like it's just scary to go. They back want there. they want you to come back. Yeah, so you're, you're not banned. They're like, hey, come back to the next <laughs> tournament. Nah, it was fine. Don't worry about what you said. Don't worry about it. No, I didn't say anything that bad. I just called it a circus, and I said to everyone who run it were clowns and some other things. <laughs> <laughs> you called. Me. I was heated. It was because I got double DQ. I just thought it was bullshit. My my frustration was more with the ref. Yeah, who was not from Abu Dhabi. Okay, it was a Brazilian ref. Okay. I don't go to Brazil either, so <laughs> I just stay right here these days. America. Stay in America. All right, Legion, guys. Legion American Jiu-Jitsu. Thank you so much for the support. Um, so, oh, last thing. Uh, if you guys want updates of when my gym is coming online or you want to be the first to register for, like, pre-register stuff, you can go to legionsandiego.com. There's a little email thing. Put your email in, and you'll get updates and, like, you know cool stuff and if you guys want to buy any cbd go check out cbd distillery 
and yep. use promo code Josh ten. Yeah, and I, I would I would mention my my new sponsor, but Keenan will get so upset. I also have sponsors. I have um, Hyperfly. Hyperfly oh, I thought sponsors. we're not doing that. I'm just saying. Well, Hyperfly sponsors my YouTube channel. Like my YouTube content It's not the podcast sponsor. Okay. Well. So. Have Rock Sports. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. <laughs> But, All right, guys, we're out. Have a good week. Train hard. Be smart. Drink lots of water. Stretch. Do yoga. Stay positive. Say nice things to each other. There's so much negative bullshit. So many haters out there. Just try to stay positive, guys. We, Josh speaks from experience because he has a problem staying positive. No. You try hard. My I respect ins- that. Okay, whatever. Go read some of my Instagram posts and tell me how <laughs> negative I am. All right, guys, we're out. See ya. See you.